this is a tool to use to bring communities together and itself is a strategic play in a system. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Into Deep, the place for meaningful conversations about tackling tough problems. We're joined today by Sam Rye, who's hosting the conversation. Sam's a self-described, unapologetic generalist, um, has spent time in many places around the globe, and is a longtime member of the uh, Kumu community, uh, as well as Karen Grattan, who is the uh, the founder of Engaging Inquiry. I think you'll be blown away by the depth and breadth of her experience and their firm's mission to bring light to complexity. Enjoy. Uh, my name is Sam Rye, and today I'm here with Karen Grattan from Engaging Inquiry. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your organization and what you do. Hey, Sam, thanks for having me. Well, so let me tell you a little bit about Engaging Inquiry. We um, are a small uh, consulting practice that has basically gotten our wings uh, through using systems practice to support teams in developing more comprehensive and um, and robust strategies. Um, the practice we primarily use is one that I had the good fortune to um, co-develop with the systems and complexity team at the Omidyar Group. So what we do is we come alongside teams, we call it accompaniment, um, in that what we're trying to do is come and build capacity and grow a team's um, ability to use um, some of the tools of systems thinking. Specifically, we used a lot of uh, the dynamic system mapping and actor mapping, um, but more to develop a set of practices that sort of reshape and change the way they think about um, designing, executing, and adapting strategy over time and uh, to have impact in the world. Awesome. And I mean, that's, that's a, a huge sort of array of different things that you're bringing together. What's your background to have got you here? So I guess I would say that I came to systems thinking um, pretty honestly from a long, long time ago as a, an undergraduate in mechanical engineering. So we, one of the core courses was modeling and analysis of dynamic systems. And in that kind of dynamic system dynamic model, we actually built the simulations and did the math and, um, you know, really evaluated all kinds of different um, physical systems. We did not really look at social systems or the impact um, of um, social systems on, you know, either environmental or, or uh, physical systems. But later when I, I did get a public health degree in environmental science and course, public health has a really quite a long-standing history in thinking in systems. And um, although the, they weren't really as much using the tools that, um, that I'm currently using. I also uh, have a passion for organizational learning and uh, participatory processes. So um, I love designing spaces where people can come together and create new knowledge and new ways of thinking. And um, my sense has always been that these uh, deeply contentious policy processes that we see now um, require new ways to help people have a conversation. 
And the idea of having sort of um, building together and having an artifact, um, and this is where like Kumu comes in for me, having an artifact to work for actually invites participation. Mm -hmm. And rather than people being across the table kind of disagreeing or pointing fingers or making points, it's more sh we're shoulder to shoulder and it's, it's not just me looking at the system and saying how I see it, but it's me looking at you looking at the system. And that just creates a container for a lot more interesting conversation. And on that theme, what is it that you're currently working on? Oh, I know you're working on various different projects, but maybe you can uh, give us a bit of a highlight of those. I don't know that I've ever worked across so many time zones as I am today. <laughs> I'm working with two teams, one in India and one in Indonesia, that are working with smart cities. Um, I have a team in, um, in Zimbabwe that's a really exciting project that is addressing um, peace building and rebuilding the social fabric after many decades of divisiveness and, um, and you know, conflict. Uh, I have a team in London that's working with refugees in Jordan. I'm working with a team in Hawaii that's got all kinds of things going on, and they actually support many um, systems-based projects themselves. And then we have a whole area, my colleague, um, Bailey, she's really leading the charge of uh, in domestically in public health. So we've been doing some really exciting projects on um, adverse child experiences and trauma and housing affordability. So pretty exciting projects. That's a big range, a big oh, wow. list. <laughs> um, and, and just so we're working with teams that are working on a lot of really tough and often intractable issues, mm. and they're all looking for better ways to um, build a shared understanding with often with many, many stakeholders mm. around what's going on in the system and then together designing a way forward. Um, and that, that has been just super exciting for us um, as, mm. we, as we get to work in those spaces with a lot of different stakeholders. So it's such an array of projects. I almost hope you have a systems map just to kind of hold your, your all of the projects in your head. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so given that you are so busy at the moment, do you do you actually get a chance to? Um, I know you do, but do you get a chance to sort of think about your practice and, yeah, maybe we can explore a little bit of um, you know what you're doing and maybe a little bit of how Kumu fits into that and. A little bit of your edge of learning at the moment. Yeah. For me, the edge of practice really is uh, about how we, um, how we can more holistically at every level of um, system. And by that, I mean the, the individual system. So when I show up in a space, Mm -hmm. what I'm coming into that social field with, whether it's a frustration, you know, white knuckling it on 395, trying to get into the city in Washington, DC, or, um, you know, my, my dog just bit the neighbor or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. If I'm coming in, I'm bringing all of that with me. Um, how does that then shape the social field and what happens there? Then how teams operate and build shared knowledge, how they build trust, how they build meaning how then they work with um, stakeholders or, um, you know, beneficiaries. Uh, and then just how, how things, um, how a system that's whole and, um, and responsive and sensing can, can transform a, a system much more broadly. So 
I'm mm. starting to think more like this and, and uh, have, have all these decades built my technical skills and now I'm turning a little bit inward to be sure that I'm showing up and serving my clients. So I've been uh, doing some work around like embodied leadership and sort of sensing my, my own system and saying, hmm, what's going on here? I sense something and then being able to um, notice it bring it into the space, um, you know, uh, and, and work better together uh, with partners and, and with systems of all kinds. So that's kind of my, my edge of practice. Mm. And, um, and I think that this gets really important too when, when we're dealing with systems and their complexity and we build these maps and I would say, you know, the map is not the territory. A very, uh, mm. very famous philosopher said that. And, and basically the idea is that, you know, it's, it's sort of all our beliefs and understanding about what something is. It's, a, mm. it's, a, um, it's not a model of reality. It's our beliefs about reality. Um, or some some part of or some lens on reality, and so the importance that these maps are not perfect they're not, they're wrong right from and everybody mm -hmm. knows the George box all, all, all models are wrong, some are useful mm -hmm. um, and so I think the the thing about that that becomes um, super important is just you know that doing this work. And having and fostering these kinds of conversations in a system itself is a system intervention and it mm. itself brings insight and change. So the ability of a system to begin to see itself and mm -hmm. see across parts of the system, but it also challenges our ways of working and there's structural systems that push back, right? So mm -hmm. most of our organizations and most of the organizations I've worked with still have um, oversight of some kind, whether it be at the State Department or USAID where I've done projects, they still have to do paperwork that flies up the flagpole or, you know, my foundations all have boards. And um, and there's this sense of, and especially with foundations now and the amazing philanthropists who are really trying to move the needle um, and hoping, of course, to see things in their lifetime, I think often the question is, well, have we had impact? <laughs> mm -hmm. and, so, mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that, that becomes a stressor um, and it really takes a commitment to, to working and practicing together in new ways um, to be able to begin to start to reframe what that really looks like. Mm. So, um, and I see that needing to happen, uh, you know, right now, a lot of times the, um, the real pain point is in talking about impact and measuring impact in a system where things are really interconnected and complex and you may be, can't attribute change that you might be seeing specifically to your intervention. It may be a whole, you know, uh, it may be a whole compilation of things that are helping mm -hmm. to shift. System. But, but at the heart of this impact to me, impact and how we feed our sense of impact back into um, our beliefs about what we're doing and the value we're bringing, it all has to do with strategy. So like where I really mm -hmm. love to camp out is in the strategy conversation. Um, and yeah. I kind of like to say that, that, we are always either creating, executing, or adapting strategy at some level. Mm -hmm. That we're kind of always in that, um, you know, in that process when we're doing this kind of systems type work, right? Because yeah. we're we're deep in the work, we're zooming in, doing, and and hopefully we're sensing and responding in those 
very tactical moments, but then we zoom out and we try to observe patterns, right? Mm. So all of this is part of um, strategic practice. Mm. And, and um, again, you know, some of these things are hard and, and people, uh, we, start, we try to have these conversations and um, it can hit touch nerves with different stakeholders and mm. they're difficult conversations. We need a lot of skills. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to get too abstract, but those are the places that I'm finding in a super practical way. Yeah. This is really the edge of practice is being able mm-hmm. to um, both do and be super active um, but also noticing and sensing as you as you're doing, so that you're that the system at every level is getting stronger, both up, us mm. as individuals and how we show up and how we engage and teams and and down the line. So yeah, do you, do you want to give us um, a bit of a flavor of how I know this is something that um, a lot of people are struggling with, and you're clearly working at the intersection of almost like a flavor of the practicalities of going from uh, a systems map where you, you know, you've really looked at a system and, and built that system site to strategy or to action. Like what does that look like in, uh, in your practice and the projects you've been working with recently? What I've started to work with is kind of a format that I, it's really simple and it's kind of a, a type of evaluative inquiry and it's just what, so what, now what? Mm-hmm. Um, And I've adapted it a little bit because I have a what, so what, um, what if. So that's where I Mm want to get teams making hypotheses. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then a a, a now what, or, you know, or how might we. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so one of the things I really find that's challenging, you you know, you get teams really focusing on this first system map is our theory of context. And it's all about the what, like, it's just Mm -hmm. what's happening here. What do we see? What do we sense? Mm -hmm. What do we believe about what's happening here? Mm-hmm. What are the voices saying and how do those come together? So that's the what. And we usually do a really good job of getting that first um, systems map. Then the next system map, then on top of that, we want to build another layer of context, mm-hmm. which is, so, so now we found the underlying patterns. Wh- what's happening? What are the, um, where's the dynamism happening? So that's where mm-hmm. we ask people to think about where are the bright spots? So maybe it's a little, um, it's, oh, you know, this community has started holding these like, spontaneous meetings it started off with a small group and now you know there's 25 people that and leaders that are getting together every week um, mm-hmm. to talk about these issues and so that that would be like a bright spot and so yeah, we sort cool. of see that and what it's doing in the system and we find where there's energy we find where there's um, things are frozen or blocked and we do this whole other layer of of um, context over top of the map and then we start to play with um, you know the the so what which is um, what have we already learned from these things? So then the people will say, well, we learned that you always want to consult this person because if you don't, everything goes, you know, yeah. they block everything. So you start to yeah. get really concrete about it's mm-hmm. more what, like what have we already learned? And then you start to, then I start to get teams to think about, you know, one of the things I love about the idea of leverage and, and my passion for sort of, uh, you know, sort of asset-based thinking in a community or in a system, you know, my belief is that systems always have everything they need to, to be healthy and make the change that they need. It's a very appreciative mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start to have the conversation as you, you know, what do we need to amplify or bolster or, or, um, or bring out in, you know, and foster in this community and what, what 
simultaneously might we want to disrupt or mitigate or do we want to um, bridge a new type of connection or so I think this part really excites me from the sort of appreciative and asset based side of it mm. um, and help get teams starting to think about um, you know what it would mean and use the map we use Kumu so I try to keep I try to keep my teams looking at the map as long as possible before they go off on their own designs yeah. right because one thing that's really easy to do is they get the map and then it's like oh great that strategy that I always knew I was going to do is exactly <laughs> what I'm still going to do, right? <laughs> so yeah. we really get them to to stick for a long time in the map. And and I know one thing you talked about earlier is like, you know, interested in how I use the map. And so trying to get teams to understand a lot more about the, the usefulness and the utility of the artifact itself mm -hmm. for storytelling. And I always tell teams, the use of Kumu, rise, at least for the dynamic mapping, rises and falls on your ability to tell a really great story and invite participation. That, mm -hmm. to me, is like the game-changing part of Kumu. Mm -hmm. And then also that, um, that it can hold all those stories, so people in, in the tool itself. And so more and more on my team, we've developed sort of um, – I don't know, for lack of a better – like a standard of care of teams we work with. Mm -hmm. where um, we, we really commit with them to filling in a very robust storyline. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, some of that, uh, you know, that ethnographic, you know, those deep mm -hmm. descriptions, thick descriptions of, um, you know, and stories that mm -hmm. are being told. Um, so that, that has become super powerful. Um, and the same then when we, so our first map, our theory of context, our second map, we call it a systemic theory of change kind of answers that question of like, you know, uh, where might we engage to move this, to this entire system to a greater state of health. And then the theory of action being really more your strategy, which is starting to get you to the tac the, the tactics and the, the approaches, um, the programmatic approaches that you might use to um, to engage. So that's where you're actually designing against um, where you're seeing leverage in the map, and that's where you might take it into a design lab or an innovation lab um, mm. at that point. And and yeah, all awesome. at, at all points of this process, I really more and more the other edge of my practice is when I started doing this in the qualitative you know, getting away from the engineering and the defense department quantitative stuff. I, I, um, I worked primarily like within foundations and teams that were maybe preparing to go to a board meeting. And so there was just usually, it might be a team say sitting in Washington, DC mm -hmm. kind of talking to themselves. It's still pretty useful because you get out a lot of their assumptions. You realize mm -hmm. that they can mm -hmm. often step back and say, wow, we have a lot of assumptions in here. Maybe we better go talk to some people. <laughs> but yeah. more and more, I'm really loving when uh, and, and encouraging, I'm really encouraging my teams to, um, if I'm sitting in London and I've got a project in Jordan, let's go to Jordan and actually do the, not just talk to the Jordanian, yeah. the, the Syrian refugees in Jordan. Let's mm -hmm. do mapping with them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Locally. And that has been so rewarding. And, mm -hmm. and, there's some interesting things that happened. So I've done that. I did this with a very experienced team where um, they had done some mapping in their home office. It's a foundation. And then they decided they wanted to go to Nepal and do it with the, a group of Nepali people. And that map got built in, I think it got built in a week and a half and they were just mm -hmm. stunned at how beautifully it came together. 
Mm. And I'm like, it's amazing because we had the stories. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, to, you know, we're not sitting back in DC, make, you know, like yeah. talking about this place way, way far away. Yeah. We're here yeah. listening to these stories. And I think that was a huge eye opener for me. Um, mm. And that's what I said. Yeah. This is a tool to use to bring communities together. And it's, it's, it itself is a strategic play in a system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I love Kumu. I'm a huge fan. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing about your practice. And I, as always, I have a hundred more questions for you, but we'll uh, end the podcast here. And um, if people want to find you and talk to you more about um, what, what you do and, and the likes, how, where, where would they go? Yeah, well, we do have a, a, a web page, so our, our, our new gal hasn't gotten a chance to get in there and update it. So many, many of our projects um, are not um, listed there yet, but it's just engaginginquiry.com. And you can find me specifically at Karen at engaginginquiry.com. And I'd love to hear from you and um, geek out with you. Probably seen some of you on uh, our Slack group and uh, – really proud of that amazing community and uh yeah so thanks for thanks for asking and if you ever want to talk more about a uh, strategy impact learning any of those great topics I'll, i'd love to come back and talk to you again wonderful thank you so much karen we'll uh, we'll speak to you again i'm sure take care okay thanks sam bye